Welcome to the Dead Format, episode 110. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined to you tonight by the Zoom whisperer, Thomas Smiley. And we're here to talk about legacy. Yep, getting ready to start up another year of school via Zoom. Our school is having us come into the building to do remote teaching, which I, I guess it makes sense. We're a little bit more accountable as teachers and all of that. But part of the rationale was like, the school has more reliable internet and technology than we do. And I was like, oh, listen, you do not have my download speed and my computer in the classroom. Let me tell you that. I felt offended yeah, a little bit. You got, you got kind of screwed on that. I forgot about that, that aspect yeah, I of got, it. I got a whole new computer. Like, I, I'm going to be able to record all of my examples and everything. So, like, I, I have it all cataloged where I'm starting to, like, put together my, like, here's how you do the problems that are saved so the kids can go back and look at them after without me recording the whole Zoom recording. Mm-hmm. And because I'm teaching, like, multiple cla- multiple sections of the same class, I can, like, reuse those examples so everybody gets the same. <laughs> like, it saves me some work, too. But, uh, but when they were like, no, 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 you know what? Teachers don't have reliable internet um, or access to good technology. I was like, listen, you do not know how many computer games I play and what internet package I purchased that you just have no... Bro, they're, they're probably just thinking about you. They're like, bro, have you seen? He's he's level 14. He's, uh... No, rank, what, what, rank 14. I just, like... You you can't, like, we can't let this guy be home all day. Yeah, it's probably it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm bringing my, like, personal laptop to school, too. Um, so I can have my teaching laptop and my personal laptop. And, uh, we're going to be doing it at school, too. So it's fine. It's fine. Nice. Well, yeah, I thought Zoom Whisperer was like a double entendre too, because there's Zoomers, right? Or oh, are you students Zoomers or the generation? I, I, is that what you're calling Gen Xers now? No, Gen Z is, is the Zoomers. Oh, oh yeah, I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> no, but your students are they Zoomers or Alpha? I don't even know. I don't, I don't know the younger generations. What are the people who are born in? Hold on, let me see. So fourteen. Holy shit. Like, the people that are born in, like, 2006 to 2002, I guess? Yeah, I guess that's still Zoomers, but it's almost alpha. Okay. I I don't, I haven't kept up with the new generations. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, we had some people reach out to me to tell me where to get whiskey. It turns out it wasn't my imagination or bad luck or anything like that. It was a legitimate thing. I got like multiple pages of instructions from people like call ahead somebody said this place might have it this place might be open i got this name of like eagle point from a couple people the store so apparently it's, it's just a fucking like a, a quest into mordor to find jameson in ohio it, yeah, it's that's absurd. crazy that like you had to call ahead for jameson like when you yeah, walk into dude. a liquor store in massachusetts like obviously jameson is not bad but that's like the like bare minimum that you would expect yeah. from whiskey. You're like you'll have Jameson, you'll have Jack, you'll have Beam, you'll have probably some like higher priced craft options too. That's, yeah, uh, bro. that's crazy. So I'm drinking Dr. McGillicuddy's twenty one percent. Yeah, Not like because the winter, like the breath freshener. Dude, drink. it's it basically is like it's so uh it's 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 just like if you know if your ice cubes melted overnight and you left your whiskey out this is what it tastes like uh 
I maybe maybe it's just me, but I have flashbacks of like going to my my friend's parents' camps in New Hampshire and drinking like warm McGillica. Oh, oh, that's gross. I'd never even heard of it, man. Oh yeah, you will consider yourself lucky. Yeah, I've been having a, a chad few days though. Honestly, bro, I've, I've built this bed frame because okay. our our shipping is fucked. Like we ordered two bed frames online and one of them canceled. And one of them just hasn't shown up for three weeks, so I had to resort to desperate measures and build one. Oh, is that why you, you had the circular saw and you were building your own? Yeah, bro, I built my own bed frame. It's Holy pretty shit, fucking that's based, like, honestly. That is a pretty, yeah. Yeah, dude. I did, like, all this crazy shit. Like, uh, can't remember. I can't remember any of the names now. But I drilled, like, 45-degree angles and boards to put, like, pocket hole screws in them so you can't see, like, where the screws are and stuff. It's pretty I mean, sick, man. Yeah, that's that's outstanding. I told myself that I was gonna like, like build my own bookcases and do some fancy stuff when I got my house, and that I, I realized I wasn't going to. So power to you, power to you. Well, you can afford to buy whatever you want though. Now that uh, Cradle is five hundred dollars, right? Dude, we talked. Uh, so I drafted yesterday. I went to Worcester and uh, we drafted double masters and had like a like a good ten hour draft going. Um, oh shit! Yeah, well, we did. We we drafted a box plus VIP packs, and oh man, those VIP packs are sick. Um, <laughs> we opened we opened some sweet swords and had a good time. But we were talking about like the price increases because my buddy Matt has a cube, and yeah. we were just looking at the cube list, and he's like, honestly, I, I had no idea that these things um, these things happened. And, they should listen uh, to the episodes more. Well, no, he. I think I think he did. I know. Anyway, but anyway. In, in light of the cradle spike, we thought it'd be a good time to bring on. He he's a finance expert, honestly, because he's, I know, he works it's like in a, finance by trade. It's like a double perfect fit, right? We're double perfect. Guy is cradle finance, like elves expert. Yeah, we got Adam Wallace, and I believe this is the first time I'm ever casting with Adam. I think, I think you're right. Wait, was, What's going was, on, boys? was it just me and that? Was Adam a replacement for you back in the day? Yeah, the first time. Yeah, we, that. That we, we call them upgrades, not yeah. replacements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. This is uh, this is good. I've heard a lot of uh, bad stuff about podcasting with Adam. Apparently, the episodes just disappear into the void. But You never know. This one might not make it. <laughs> We're going to roll the dice, man. I feel like the payoff, the juice is worth the squeeze, I, I feel. Yeah. Because... You need someone on that actually <laughs> plays a little bit of legacy here and there. Exactly, bro. We have and the self-proclaimed best elves pilot out there. So, you know, we're getting a lot out of out of this one. In okay. the world. Absolutely in the world. In the world. Yeah. Especially in the Western world. In the northern hemisphere for sure. Yeah, at least in Maine. <laughs> Definitely in New England. But yeah, basically uh you took down no, you got second place in the NRG open that was last weekend, was it? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, last weekend. And there are no challenges this week. Again, dude, there was a, a ban. I don't know if you call it an emergency ban. It was just Field of the Dead and Historic, I guess, that happened today. And once again, coinciding with this ban, there are no challenge results posted today. Hmm. Uh, Eldrazi won one of the two challenges and Rug Delver won the other one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, it was also a bullshit for Plague Engineer main deck Eldrazi deck. So we're not going to get you the list. 
if you <laughs> forget it ever happened. Was it the displacer engineer, or was it just straight colorless black? Do you know? Uh, I think it was it was running displacer. I think it was um, flow true. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know his actual name, but he has been playing the list for a while. It has yeah. atrocious mana, but a lot of good cards in it. I like that deck a lot. The eliminate plague engineer deck. But yeah, man. I mean. If Elves is going to be good, then that's what Eldrazi needs to do to beat it, right? Yeah, pretty much. So what do you think about Elves, man? Like, we, we've been talking a lot about this meta with, like, Rugdelver, in, obviously, in the driver's seat. And then the decks that, that you expect to see around that, which are, like, bigger versions of, of Rug and Snow, that sort of thing. The Eldrazi deck, obviously and the fast combo decks. It seems like a good place for elves, but we've just sort of been shooting off the hip, man. What do you think? Uh, it's been pretty good for elves recently, but the better elves does, and the more it gets targeted. And so you see things like that Eldrazi deck with a bunch of plague engineers, and <laughs> all the rug Delver decks are going moving towards... Uh, you know, Dreadhorde Arcanist flashing back, you know, blazing volleys and all these, like, rough tumbles, all these garbage cards. Because Elves is, when Elves is good, it is very easy to beat because it's a creature deck and a combo deck, so it's weak to things that are good against creature decks and things that are good against combo decks. So you can target it pretty easy. That's a good point, yeah. I always think of Rug as having, like, the the lesser of the options of, of like, the different color pairs against uh, Elves specifically. But that's not really true. I mean, they don't have Plague Engineer, which is which is a huge one. But they still do have, like, you know, the Blazing Volleys, like you were alluding to. And if you need to get it a little bigger, Dreadhorde Arcanist. So that is a good point. I wasn't really thinking about that. But... No, it, it it's always historically, you know, been thought of as a deck that was good against Rug, and I guess Dreadhorde Arcanist does shift that a little. But we've seen a lot of the Rug decks move from steadfastly on four Dreadhorde Arcanist to down to like two, even some zeros. I think Topher was playing two, if I'm if I'm correct. Is that right? Beats me. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure in the running, NRG event. He I know he was groups. running. Stifles. Yeah, he had four Goifs and Stifles and two Mandrills, and I think he might have had two Arcanists. It was either two or zero, honestly. Might have been yeah, that zero. kind of list is going to be a lot better for Elves, assuming that you don't get Stifled early and get Delvered. Yeah. So what do you think about Alistair Shepard, man? Mm, card is good. Card is very good. Um, How many? Uh, do you have them in paper yet, by the way? <laughs> No, they don't even make him in foil, which is garbage. <laughs> yeah, dude. What? What? Uh. No, I haven't. What's What's your number on it, though? Right now, I'm on three. You could, I think, make arguments that a full four would be fine. Oh, um, shit. I probably wouldn't run one or two. It just, it's there are a lot of decks that run Force of Will in Legacy, yeah. so <laughs> it's pretty good there. Damn, bro. Um, lets you play, you know, on play your glimpses early and underneath the soft counter magic and all that jazz can 
win the game on its own, and it's pretty pretty nice. Yeah, how many times have you uh, heard people call Allosaurus Rider so far? Mm, constantly, I still do. Uh, we, even... we did it on the cast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but what even is an Allosaurus? I don't know. It's got to be like a... It's not a real like, dinosaur. I think they just tried to come up with something that sounded like a bro, real dinosaur for what our is magic our, purposes only, right? What is a real dinosaur, first of all? Are we going to talk about that? You guys believe in dinosaurs? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> we started Yo, off in the intro talking about the RNC, and now... <laughs> you want to just move to Flat Earth? Do you just want to start to talk about that? Have you seen these lists with no nettle sentinels, Adam? I have. They're the ones that run um, Elvish Reclaimer. Yeah, bro. What do you think about that? Those... So I talk a lot with um, Newton Hang. He's the guy who popularized it and won the last season showcase with it. Yeah. And um, it... It's similar to the normal traditional elves with nettle sentinels in that it it's still a you know combo deck with a lot of elves as a good plan b all wins with you know national or glimpse but it plays it's a lot easier for that style list to play like a more controlling game um with reclaimers uh make the game go longer um you transition into like a prison deck sort of yeah. post board you play like ley lines you get a reclaimer up reanimator will never reanimate their thing bringing in you know a bunch of discard spells backed up with caracas for sneak and show that's not really with nettle sentinel elves you kind of just have to like kill them or you die yeah uh, see I, w- I would think of that as like a sideboard plan like boarding out your nettle sentinels but like not seeing it in the main just seems like it really sort of fucks with your critical turn right like i can't imagine that deck going off on turn two without nettle sentinels yeah, so I I've tried the his lists that run like no nettle sentinels at all, and I always found myself running like one or two just to net mana. Yeah. On while you're drawing through your deck, so you can you know get the loop going and kill them because I it, it's always hard for me to draw a whole bunch of cards and then pass the turn just because things can happen. Yeah been blown out by enough really weird cards playing Legacy all this time. Never really that safe. (laughs) Yeah, man. It it looked really strange to me, but obviously whoever it was, if it was Newton list I was looking at or someone else's, did very well with it. So what is Newton's name on on Moto? Mm, Hello, Newton. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not sure if it was him or not, but... It's been doing pretty well. There... I mean, they're divergence. There's a lot of pros and cons. Uh, you look a lot better against Plague Engineers when you have a 3-4 for 1 in your deck. True, true. Um, so, it moving forward, you know, you got to take a look at all the elves you can play. You run, you know, 70, 80 cards, Yorian elves, true. whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, we saw Elves decks legitimately hit over 60 cards before. Like, I don't know how you felt about that, but... 
there there were arguments for 61, 62 card elves lists back in the day. Uh, with like uh, all the tutor packages that you play, like between Zenith and Natural Order, and yeah, I've always been a staunch sixty card. The best card in the deck is Cradle, and you want to see it as much as possible. Right. What it comes down to, and there are you know meta games where you want to fit that Reclamation Sage in or whatever, and you need it, and it's great, and it works out. But sometimes you're going to lose because you all have Cradle. True. Has anybody tried like your Ryan Elves though? I have seen some lists. Okay. Uh, I don't think they're particularly good, but <laughs> they're pretty funny. What would Giganta Elves? I guess you can't have play Natural Order at that point, right? No, you can. There, the um, there have been lists that pop up. So against Delver specifically um you want to trim or cut natural orders completely because it's so bad oh yeah i just remembered that we actually this really happened yeah so there have been lists the same guy newton they sideboarded out all his natural orders and presented a companion he did it with luris to win the showcase as well right because you know delver is really good but you might as well start with an eighth card yeah, for sure, man. I, I forgot about that until we just started talking about it. The uh, the sideboard plans, yeah, the no natural orders, because, you know, you don't want to get the two-for-one counter. But I guess with Allosaurus Shepard, that's a little less of a problem now. Yeah, that changes the dynamic a lot. I, I don't – I still cut some number of natural orders, um, but that's more of just trying to lower the curve so that right. days is – worse and all that you can't you don't think i think there's an argument to be made to not cutting it completely now right so what about breakfast bro breakfast has always been like your your little side bitch or whatever yeah, I, mean, side I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't played breakfast in a while i got a little too popular <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was you know the for those who don't know adam's from brooklyn originally it's a hipster <laughs> I can I can just imagine the corner the tight fitting corduroy pants that he's wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I was I was wondering about this because we see like obviously Thassa's Oracle's a better card than, than what we used to have, but we're not seeing as many breakfast lists. Like breakfast was actually getting reasonably popular, and now it seems like we see just Doomsday and the Paradigm Shift Merfolk deck. Like, do you think that that Paradigm Shift Merfolk deck might just be, like, the better breakfast now? Probably. Um, the issues I was having when playing breakfast were that the combo was, again, really weak to Plague Engineer. Um, mm-hmm. It's all 1-1s. And the sideboard plan where you kind of switch over to True Name Nemesis is doesn't really help that at yeah. all. Right, right. And it's it's still a fragile deck. You get you get the same points for being you know having a game plan that can win without comboing, but in the end, your combo is blown out by one surgical, and when you lose, you deck yourself instead of <laughs> like not winning. Right. 
Yeah, the Paradigm Shift deck seems to have like the much better backup plan of like just playing Merfolk, like Merfolk, right? I mean, that's always been a reasonable strategy, so. It's arguable about reasonable, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> there are a couple of good Merfolk. So, bro, what's your what's your life like now? Are you playing like because you've always been like on this sort of like uh occupied this more like Zach Turgeny space where like you you're you play a lot of legacy and you're obviously respected as a legacy pilot but I don't think you ever considered yourself a legacy player the way some of us have where you've played you I've seen you play fucking standard bro yeah yeah I I like it turns out I like magic and a lot of the all the all the formats have pros and cons um I legacy is still my favorite format, but it's it can get frustrating sometimes when you you know queue up a league and you die on turn one. Yeah. And sometimes you want to play some arena with flashy dragon animations and attack <laughs> glory bringers and escape some euros, you know. So you played you? arena before, huh? Dude, I yeah I do. Arena is a better game than Magic Online. Really? In terms of the program itself, although Magic, sometimes Magic Online feels like work. Yeah, oh, that's true. And Arena is not. It's flashy and it's quick and you can bust out a game in 10 minutes and you see cool dragons and every time you play a questing beast, it's three heads come out. All that shit. So, you know... You get a lot of free time when there's a massive pandemic going on. and Cuts into the Tinder time, for sure. It does. Oh, bro. But, but uh, <laughs> it's so true what you just said, actually, because I was meaning to try out a couple lists this week. And I would walk, like my office right now is on the third floor, and I would walk by my PC on the way out of my work office to, like, my play office. I'd walk by my PC and be like, oh, I should play Moto. And then I'd be like, or I could build a, a bed down in the basement with, like, fucking lumber and shit. Your and that, hands. that seemed less like work than playing Moto. <laughs> so I, I kind of feel you on that right now. Like, it it's just kind of feels like uh, like work sometimes. So, yeah. That, that's interesting, though, man. I didn't realize that you were all in, like, playing Arena and shit. I'll play whatever. I think I've played all of the formats that Magic has in the past whatever, a couple of months. Damn. Yeah, so, I got the, got the Mana Traders, so I can, you know, play a single Vintage League and zero five it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was so pissed at Mana Traders and I started counter-signaling them on Twitter and I was like, man, I hope I hope people like you know like this tweet. And Man Traders like comes at me and like offers me something. And Adam like responds to all my tweets like, no, they've been great for me, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Adam. God damn it. They didn't but, have Allosaurus, whatever's for like a month though. That sucked. I'm glad you had to experience the pain for once because it, it sucked, man. Trying to get Oko's back mm, in the day. It happens. More of a fault of Magic Online's ridiculous economy than anything else. Do you prefer Arena's economy then? No, they both suck. Well, I I like Magic. 
Magic's economy, Magic Online's economy is a lot better. Um, yeah. There's just aren't, aren't as many people playing it. So right. you're seeing the flaws of, well, it turns out there's only like single digit copies of Allosaurus Shepherd getting opened in chests per week. Right. Yep. Compared to, you know, Arena, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, I feel you. But uh, I was seeing, what's his name? Sam Pardee, one of the few quote-unquote pros or whatever that I still follow, was saying today that he uh, doesn't like Uro and he just isn't playing much Magic right now because basically Uro is part of every format. Do you feel like the formats are sort of collapsing like that right now where like the power creeps reached a point where all the formats are sort of feeling the same or is it because you play sort of different decks in every format? Do you not feel that? I play pretty different decks in most formats, so it's not as noticeable. There is, I mean, you do see your Euro everywhere, but it's not like it's there a lot in standard, but you know, you play, you know, a League of Legacy, maybe you'll play it once. You play a League of Modern, maybe you'll play it once. Right. Play a League of Pioneer, you play it once. But it, it's not like it's not like all the Euro decks are the same. Right. They all have different play. Like I uh, really liked uh, the old. Uh, I guess I guess now it's old because they've banned like 15 different cards. But um, the Wilderness Wreck. Euro decks were a blast to play. Just oh, so you're playing those decks? I I played Team Iraq. Okay. That was a lot of fun. But in terms of, like, I played Salt Eye and uh, Pioneer for a while. But, you know, I'll switch it up. I don't want, I'm not going to play an Euro deck in every format. I'm not going to play Elves in every format. I'll play whatever looks fun. Right, true. Yeah. Keep it fresh. That's if I played only Legacy, I think I would go crazy. Yeah, yeah, and no, I feel you, man. I've I've actually thought about because I have like more time in my hands living in Ohio because I literally know like four people and I'm the whole state. I've thought about downloading Arena a few times now. Uh, I haven't actually done it. I've uh, I bought video games instead, but basically, <laughs> I I just the reason I don't get into Arena is because I had no idea how I would get the cards. You just got to throw money at them. Is yeah, you, like, is that is that what you do? You just, like, buy a bunch of packs and open them? I have been play Like, I... The other thing you can do is just play a lot, I guess. So, I like, I've had Arena downloaded since beta or whatever. So, by playing a little bit every, like, every month or two, even when I wasn't playing a lot, of standard it would you know i'd have cards in my collection yeah so like now that they've implemented now that they've implemented people drafts it's actually like not bullshit right right but i haven't been playing all along so like if i were to people draft i would only have you know all the cards from m20 or whatever uh m21 yeah it would suck for you you'd have to like probably if you wanted to like immediately play competitively you'd have to throw money at it yeah it, it seems like there's no way to uh to regain that lost time and it's only the barrier to entry only grows right as time goes by 
Pretty much, yeah. The best time to get into it was a couple months ago. Which is it's pretty fucked because, like, how do you... How, like, if that's only going to get worse, how do you overcome that, right? <laughs> yeah, beats me. They, the, God, they could have done a better job designing the economy with, like, crafting and all sorts of shenanigans like that. It's kind of weird now. They make some money, so... Yeah, true. It's not that bad, but... Tom, did you just give up and put on the AC, bro? No, I didn't. Uh, uh-huh. It's still it's still buzzing. But my backup recording just dumped out. Oh, so we'll, shit. Uh, we'll see what happens. It was 24 minutes in, and I got a message where I just said, done recording, and I, I don't know why that <laughs> So All right. Nice. Well, my audacity's still going, so... Okay. Um... Do you guys want to you want to take a look at the deck dump? Adam, we're we're bringing you on, bro. This was a great week. Thank God we started our guest run this week because we have no challenge results. But we got Adam here to talk about the expertise, and yeah, this is a this is an honor we bestow upon certain guests, man. You might actually be the first. You want to take a look at a deck dump with us? I might as well. I'm sure he's so excited. Uh, he's way more excited than I am. Yeah. So it. Before we delve into this deck dump that you linked us to in the these pretty sparse looking show notes, <laughs> um, I was trying to find it. Um, Esper Stoneblade top four one of the challenges this week. Oh no shit, bro! Was I, it? I saw it and I thought of you. I was like, there was four ponders, not two. So I like, but it it looked pretty like traditional. Was it Balenciaga? I don't think so. It was not a name I recognized off okay. the top of my head. I had it. Uh, I saw it this weekend, and I meant to save it. And then I was like, eh, it's not like this is leaving a legacy. I might as well just <laughs> Yeah, bro, there's been sort of an uptick recently. Like, we've seen a few different versions a few different people trying it out balenciaga's back i saw he had a 5-0 in this deck dump and there's been a couple other people pounding on it too i can't remember exactly who right now but uh i i've been playing a few leagues with it it's it's felt okay again you know not great but it's uh showing up again so that's pretty cool yeah it's still it's got a lot of it's still got i mean there's only so wrong you can go with Four brainstorm, four force, couple ponders, couple snapcaster mages. It's still, they're still all good cards. Yep. In towards your euros and whatnot. Yep. Exactly. So the first list in the top in the deck dump I want to talk about was Crisco. Crisco thirty six twenty two because Luca Coppercoat Outcast showed up, and this is the first time I remember seeing Luca in the deck dump. And Luca is basically like a a sort of a uh, sneak attack of a planeswalker. It's got a it's a five mana five loyalty planeswalker with a plus one that looks at the top three and lets you cast creature card. And it's got a minus two where you exile creature you control and then flip cards from your library over until you hit a creature and put it into play. Polymorph. Yes, thank you. Got a. Got some stupid seven drop van in standard. Um, it, it's an interesting engine card. It still 
costs more than sneak attack. Yeah. And and you have to have a creature in play, which is a little rough, but you also don't have to run, you know, four Emrakles, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, and it gives you the, like, redundant copies in Mono Red. When we were talking about that card, I never thought, I never, like, realized that this shell might want more than four copies of something like a sneak attack. So... Yeah, there are no sneak attacks though in this in this it's particular more, deck. More oh, prison. it's just playing that instead. Yeah, it's kind of uh, weird. So it's just basically basically, taking its goblin tokens and making another goblin out of them or whatever. Yeah, this is like um, we we talked about this before, where like the Blood Sun deck could play sort of any win conditions. Like sometimes we see ten Chandras in the deck, you know. Sometimes we see like. Uh, Ten Rabble Masters with like the uh, I can't remember the names of all the Rabble Masters now, but the flip card and the one from Ravnica three. But basically, this is this is just a different win condition for the the Blood Moon deck, and I I tend to think it's probably worse than just straight up like Zach Blood Moon uh, Rabble Master deck, but it is interesting, man. Season Power Masters and everything to go with the Luca. It seems like it uh, fits pretty nicely. It's an interesting looking list. This, like, this is definitely a a, a um, league list. Yeah, sure. it definitely is. Because <laughs> if you flip like if you flip a creature, there's a Grizzlebrand, an Emrakul, and a World Spine Worm. But then there's twelve little guys. There's Simeon Spirit Guys, he's Empire and Magus of the Moon. So most of the time, I mean, there, there's basically only a 25% chance you're hitting a beast, right? Yeah, that's kind of... All right. But they got once upon a time, too, to find that one Emrakul, so you can't cast it from your hand. Yeah, once it's in your hand, you're fucked. Like, you can put it back on the bottom of your library, but this also fucks you. It's kind of weak, man. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Good on this person for getting a trophy with this. Yeah, card. definitely. And Ember Breaker, Embreath Shieldbreaker in the sideboard. I just wanted to shout out because we called that card out, thinking that it was a shatter that the Chalice Desk could play, which it's not. But this person still included it, so yeah, very nice. The uh, the next deck would be Balenciaga Stoneblade. It's actually not Esper Stoneblade. It's like uh, Blue White Red Stoneblade. And Balenciaga was pretty much the uh, BSD of the Stoneblade Discord when I still hung out on Discord. So, obviously, uh, a lot of good results. And three Jace, one Narset, two Teferi, Time Raveler, four Stoneforge, three Snapcaster, two True Name. It's basically like the most generic list you could think of, but there are... Two astrolabes, one back to basics, and one counterbalance in the main deck. So, like a very controllish version of Stoneblade. I don't know, Tom. What do you think about this? So, I I think that if I was going to go back and play Stoneblade in a tournament right now, I would play something similar to a deck we're going to talk about next. So, uh, I'm not sure if I would go something something like this that's that controlling with a counterbalance and all of that. Yeah, it does seem kind of odd to me to see counterbalance right now. I mean, we are seeing very few abrupt decays and everything, but 
With Stoneblade, I'm always worried about... I, I just always seem to play the decks that are going over me. Like, I play a lot of posts and lands recently when I was sleeping up the deck. I seem to run into, like, each of those decks once every league, so it doesn't seem like the right time to me, but... I, don't, I might just not be in the winner's bracket. I don't know. So what what was the deck you want to talk about? Well, the uh, 5-0 deck from uh, Oskaya. Yeah. Which was basically just like white-blue Delverblade um, with a very, very similar list to what I had played like, like two... I don't even know how many years ago that was. But the last, <laughs> the last deck... That I like was like, all right, this is great. I played it at um, Grand Prix Richmond and then the Syracuse Open. Bro, that really was almost two years ago now. That's crazy. Yeah, my wife, my wife was like, look what came up on my Facebook like uh, four years ago today, and it was the it was yesterday, but it was the um, the New Jersey tournament. Yeah, how Open. fucking crazy is that, bro? Yeah, four so four years ago, and then I had the kid and. Uh, and now everything is uh it's different. Yeah, that's but yeah, I think honest. that was that was two years ago or a year and a half. So how does this Delverblade list differ from what you were playing? I think I played three or four true names. That's really like the only difference. It's um almost a straight swap from true name and force of negation. I think I played a Flusterstorm main because I had um I had one or two Niv Magus Elemental because that's what right. I was doing. <laughs> right. I didn't I didn't play that in Richmond, but that was the uh the spice for Syracuse. Yeah. But the mana base was almost the same. I think I played nineteen land. Um, well you played basics though. Uh, I think I played like one and one. It was something it was something very, very light. Gotcha. Um so uh Yeah. I, I don't think I had the red in the sideboard either. I think it was a straight straight white blue. Okay. So I didn't have the volcanics. I didn't have the power blasts. I definitely didn't have four meddling mage, but I had some number. Uh, but it, it was a it was a very similar list. Yeah, yeah. It was so. cool to see this deck show up again because I was sort of thinking about it after we were talking about so many Stoneblade decks last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Delver is just so much better than the next best thing you could do. So yeah, we even it a bunch we of times even talked about yeah we talked about that exact same fact. That's 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 it. Yeah. Bro, by the way, trivia. Adam and I have played in tournaments together probably, I don't know, at least 20 times. And both times I've played him, he's been on fucking Delver. Hmm. I think I've only played him on Elves. Yeah, I've never played Adam on Elves. He's He played Bug Delver in this one SCG. And Grixis, no, Blue Red or Grixis Delver? Probably. I don't remember. I feel, like we a, I feel like yeah, we played almost a mirror at the last game, etc. I think. I don't. I don't really play. Rug Delver. Mm-hmm. It's just, I just not. I don't really enjoy it as much. Uh, yeah, so it was probably, either Blue Red or or Grixis. Grixis yeah. So Daryl Ayers, this is something, obviously Daryl Ayers is a, a fucking killer, and he has, I think, made some great meta calls in the past with regard to Rug specifically, and this deck, we've talked about this a little bit, about like 
uh, a rug deck that is basically Delver but plays Ice Fang Coatles and just sits on the other Delver decks. And this deck seems like exactly that to me. It's three Uro and four Coatle with four Oko and two Narset, and then just rug Delver with Astrolabes. Yeah, this is an interesting deck. I do like um, Narset a whole lot. I think that card is not played enough. Um, the static's just so good. As someone who gets absolutely boned by yeah. Leo and then again Narset, it's just such a powerful card that, you know, a little divination with upside. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of sucks in Stoneblade, I've found, because it's so hard to protect it. But, like, yeah. with All this deck... All your creatures. Yeah, with, with the like Coatles, you can protect it. Plus, in, like, the Rug Delver Shell, where you're playing Oko, it overloads your opponent's blast to where it's, like, more likely to stick. Yeah, well, that's sort of what I what I liked about this deck, too, is it... There's that problem of, of Blast that we talked about with this deck. In post-board, there's, like, Clothis or whatever. But this deck is just exactly like you said, Tom, just on the Overload Blast plan with four Okos, two Narsets, three Uros, and four Coatles. It's like, how many Blasts do you have, motherfucker, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, I did lo- that's, what I, that's what I saw when I saw the list. I was like, oh, it's a really interesting take. Like, I did, yeah. You I did have like the Quaddle for like the the sort of like Delver mirrorish matches, yeah, and uh, and just way more Planeswalkers. What do you yeah. think about Cyborg Torpor Orb? It's terrible. <laughs> so bad. <right? laughs> what what is it there for? It's for your own Ice Bank Quaddle, so you don't get to draw a card. <laughs> no, I, like for for real. Like I I saw that and I was like, World War Your Dragon, right? Yeah. Oh, God. That's good against, like, oh, elves. Oh, God. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right about elves. You're absolutely right. It's good against weird stuff, I guess. I don't know. I am not a huge fan of this list. Like, it does, it's, like, obviously super powerful, and all of the cards are, like, individually strong, and it has a great strategy. But, like, I don't know. I want to play a Delver and then daze your one drop and then wasteland you and get a free win out of it, and this... Deck looks like you're going to be working hard for all of your wins. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, well, no, I'm not playing blue cards to make it hard on myself here. <laughs> like, in theory, this deck could win on turn 8, but it's <laughs> it's unlikely. So, yeah, you're right. It really does, it does lack that sort of speed. Uh, the next list is, is literally the next list, is Janky B playing... A sort of an iteration on the deck we talked about last week, which is the four plow four eliminate Esper deck. Now including two spell seeker with a personal tutor, a terminus, and an entreat the angels. And I actually like this because when you're sitting there with Teferi uh activating so many times, because there are three Teferis in this deck. You start to think about, like, man, I'm really not getting much value off this plus. And this sort of personal tutor is, uh, I feel like, a nod to the fact that Safari's Plus does do something, so you might as well take advantage of it. I just see it it as, like, just another way to set up your miracles. But, I mean, that, like, obviously, you you can plus Safari, too, so... Yeah, setting up miracles is nice too. 
I mean, this would be the deck I would kind of want to get a counterbalance in, truthfully. The personal tutor is a cute idea for, like, making sure you have access to the Terminus, like, have access to a couple copies of Terminus without having to actually run for Terminus or whatever. So that's cool. It's a nice idea. Yeah, what do you think about Spellseeker? I mean, it's like a like another value threat. Um, I, I don't even know if it's a threat. Like, just another value card. Um, maybe it's just there to be a speed bump and tutor up a spell. It's um, it's it's obviously super low impact, but maybe they were low on their blue count for Force of Will and Force Indigation. I didn't do the math here, but like looking at the list, maybe that's the reason. Well, what you usually see in that spot is Snapcaster, right? So like you could you could Snapcast stuff back. So the the Spellseeker angle to me seems like. That sort of like Tefiri, you can balance your own thing and get value off of it uh, and draw a card angle. But Spellseeker is just so mana intensive and played at, at sorcery speed, so it just seems it seems ambitious to me, that's all. You can just pay one less mana for an Elvish Visionary and draw the card you want. True. There you go. That's thinking, bro. I like that. Or honestly, you could just play Kalanal, though, right? Yeah. I mean, you're probably an actual good. I mean, it's a, you're not, like, abusing it the same way Esper Vile is. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. I've only ever seen Spellseeker in, like, these ephemerate sort of decks, right? Uh, where you can really sort of abuse it, like you said, the Soul Herder or whatever. So it, it seemed really out of place to me in this deck, but this deck has obviously been doing well. This is the second straight week we're talking about it. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to playing it, even though I didn't play it this week. What do you, you think about main... Seeker? Oh, dude, obviously. Okay, okay. I might even play a third one over a Ponder, but we'll see. I, I What do you think about main deck Plague Engineer right now, though, Adam? It's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's a good call. Yeah? There are. There are a lot of elves in the leagues doing challenges. Like, I stopped. I haven't played elves since I played the, uh, since I played that event last weekend just because the mirror is so heinous. Yeah. You just goldfish each other. It does seem pretty fucking awful. Like, what of that are you referring to, though? The NRG. Wait, what? The the you said you haven't played elves since when? I haven't played since the NRG event. Like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. I thought you said something last year, and I was like really confused. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> you can cut that. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? Um, yeah, my bad. So yeah, bro. Do you have any uh any overall thoughts though about uh? What's your insight in Legacy right now? What do you want to share with the listeners? He's... Just play your broken 2020 cards. Yeah. It'll be fine. What's, What's your... your insight to all of the people who are like, I want to talk to Adam as a banker. Like, should I refinance my mortgage right now? Like, what, what about the other non-magic stuff? 
Yes, you should definitely refinance your mortgage right now if you can. Okay, so I'm doing that because I was I talked to people yesterday and I was like, I'm going to do it. And then today I was like, all right, maybe I should talk to somebody with a little more experience. So, no, I'm doing it. I'm refinancing yeah, my mortgage. It's a good idea. Rates are super low. Can I incorporate myself and still get one of those like PPP loans or whatever? Yes. Yes? <laughs> y- yes. I thought the answer was going to be no for sure. That's awesome. Do whatever you want. You can just be a guy. You can you probably. You can make uh, bed frames. You can take out loans to buy uh, a bunch of construction equipment. I've been thinking about that, honestly. Like, <laughs> don't tempt me because, like, it feels so good because I usually just build shit online and, like, nobody knows what I built is so awesome. Like, building shit in real life is just so fulfilling. Like, it's it's so, like, you know, satisfactory when, like, shit lines up, you know? Or maybe you don't. I don't know. Is it like you like you like finished your Lego construction in real life? Yes. You're like, yes. I did. I did this. You accomplished something. You have something concrete that yeah. you made. Sometimes right. I take a really good poop. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, but like you sand <laughs> it and you like wood polish it or whatever it's called. Shine it. Varnish. What's the word I'm looking for? Fuck. Stain it. Finish it looks, it? yeah, no, stain it. It looks so good, okay. bro. Like, it, it's just so fucking. I, I, I get this whole Jesus thing now. Like, I understand what he was up to. Because, like, he was a carpenter, I think. I don't think he was a libertarian, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to throw that right out there. Bro, I think he. I don't know. I don't actually know much about him, but. Uh, I know he wasn't 36. <laughs> Oh yeah. All right. Uh, Adam, if people want to find you on uh, social media, do you uh, do you encourage that? Do you you have a Twitter? I know you do. I do. You can find me at uh, Birchlore Ranger on Twitter. Birchlore Ranger, that's your name. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, bro. This uh, this forty two percent forty two proof whiskey actually got me. What what whiskey are you drinking? McGillicuddy's. Oh, Jesus. That's not whiskey, man. It's like schnapps. Yeah, it's like water. It it is like water, bro. But it it did get me. I drank enough of it, I guess. You you guys seen an American Psycho where he's like, oh, this is fucking laxative. And he's like, if we snort enough of it, we're going to get high. That's how I feel right now. I have seen that movie, yeah. It's a great movie. Oh, it's all See that that's a that's a winter drink for me. It's you you put in your hot cocoa living up in Maine when it fucking snows all the time. You put your McGillicuddies. Yeah. I go ice fishing, pop a couple mint drinks. Bro, have you really gone ice fishing before? What do you mean have I really gone ice fishing before? Do I routinely go ice fishing in the winter? Yeah. Oh, that's right, bro. You used to have a picture of a fish as you, like your Facebook thing. You you really do fish, don't you? I do fish. You motherfucker. You gotta do, gotta do something besides magic. Yeah. Yo, was ice fishing cool though? Uh, well, it's fun <laughs> drink, uh, on the lake. It's fucking cold though. Yeah. So, 
if it if there was a way to like do it in the summer, like it'd be a lot better. Does Maine have you, get cold? Have you done now? it where you have like your your little like shelter out on the lake and the the ice is thick enough to like build a fire in the shelter? Or oh, am yeah. I just like envisioning like I don't know, yeah, some ice road truckers episode? Is no, that real life? Yeah, you, you get people like driving their trucks out on the lake and like setting up camp and. I've, you know, the ice gets pretty thick. Drill some big old holes. It's less about fishing and more about drinking. Yeah, okay. that's the exact question I was about to ask Tom. Is like, do you have fires out there? Yeah, you do. It's, I mean, it's harder. You gotta like have them in a trash can or something. But yeah, that sounds awesome to me, man. Like, I, I don't like the idea of ice fishing because, like. I don't know. I just have a lot of questions. Like, how are the fish surviving down there? Like, what are they eating? Like, fish. why aren't they frozen? Why aren't they fish sticks? We're in water. It's not all frozen. I feel like I know all it's of these things can frozen. be easily answered by, like, a quick Google search. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thanks, lab coats. <laughs> but basically, like... It's a closed. It's a closed ecosystem. Once you like froze the top, once you freeze the top of it, it's a closed ecosystem, right? But so there's like, still we're... like algae and animals. No, there's not life. algae though. There's not algae because how does the sun get there? The sun's in the winter. The ice. fish don't just like they don't swim around and eat all the time. They kind of like they're cold blooded and they kind of like they not. Hibernate. They don't hibernate, but like they're not active. They'll just float around for a while. You have to, like, throw your worm there and it has to, like, land in front of their face. For them oh. To... All right. This makes more sense to me now. You, It's not like regular, like, you've gone regular fishing. You have a pole and you put, like, some bait on it. You throw it out there. It's not that. You drill the holes. You drill, like, ten holes and you put a bunch of fish down it and then you go in your shack and drink and then eventually a fish bites it. Huh. You so run. when you pull a fish, when you pull a fish out of the ice, is it flopping like a fish you pulled out of the warm water, or is it like basically dead? less active? Yeah, uh, they'll get excited when you pull them out because they're you know hooked. Right. Huh. But they don't fight really. Not a ton. Interesting. You use your hands um, to like reel in so if they fought too much you you know wouldn't work out yeah what do you mean use your hands you you pull the string with your hands yeah oh shit like it's not attached to a rod you just have like the bait and the line and then once you start to like see it wiggle you pull it up pretty much there's a flag that marks when they bite so it's like fishing when you're a little kid with a bobber yeah, very much so. Except ah. you get to walk on top of the water. Oh, that's sick. It's frozen. Interesting, bro. So have no, you seen have you seen season six of Alone? I haven't seen season one, two, three, four, or five either. Oh man. Alright. Never mind. Alright, Adam, thanks a lot for coming on and saving our bacon this week, man. You Dan, uh, problem. I figured you could use uh Someone who has played Magic in the last, I don't know, year, year and a half. It's getting, getting edited out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. All right. This was uh, this was awesome. Tom, 
Uh, we do have an email that I have to read. Okay, so, let's hear it. I, I actually remember to do this. Do you want to give your Twitter name and shit while I find yep. this? T Smiley MTG. Follow the cast at Dead Format Cast. Dead Format Cast at gmail.com. If you send us an email, we'll read it just like I'm about to read this email from somebody who said, Hi, Dead Format. Oh, no, actually, sorry. Hi, Tom. What I do at work is I have a little checklist before I start. For mine, it goes lights, camera, action. For you, it could be something like drink, pressing record, let's go. All right. Well, no, I've never missed hitting record. But you did come close this past week, so. No, I I got worried that it was the first time it happened. Yeah. So I think that that's the email that this person is referring to. Okay. Or the the incident that this person is referring to. Or maybe it's like there's no preparation there. It's like your checklist could just be like, just turn on your computer and have Ian call you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be it could be a dig on the preparation. Could be that. True. Yeah, one or the other. But all right. Anyway, we read the email. That was that was wonderful. How yep. long ago was that email from? It was from this week for sure. <laughs> Holy shit! That's like the. The best turnaround time I've ever had. It really is. I, I'm reciting it from memory, though, because I can't actually find the fucking email. <laughs> How many I, emails do you get? That, <laughs> it's so like hard. One this, like one every is, quarter. Oh, here we go. Jack Vanilla. That's who sent this email. Okay. Thank you, Jack Vanilla. I pretty much, dude, I pretty much nailed it. What the email actually says is, remembering to record. Hey, Tom. At work, I use a checklist to help remember to press the record button. It can be a short checklist. The shorter, the better. Lights, camera, action, or in your case, drink, levels, or record. All the best. It's true. Yeah. I turned I turned my air conditioner off this week, and I'm sweating for the listeners because my audio quality came out poorly when I just said, screw it, I'm going to be comfortable. So I'm doing, <laughs> it, I'm doing it for everybody. It's like a like a Bikram yoga studio in here. Oh, that's uh, disgusting. All right, I'm yeah, done. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's a wrap. <laughs> All right. Adam, All right. thank you. That yeah, was awesome. It, honestly, it was really good to have somebody that knew the, what they were talking about yeah, um, today. Yeah, for sure.